Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hello, everybody. This is Chet Zar here, coming to you on the Dark Art Society podcast. Uh, let's see. When this posts, it will be the day after Christmas, so I hope you have, you've had a good Christmas if you celebrate that sort of thing. Um, as, as for me, I'm completely worn out as usual. I just, I'm a broken record saying that every time I come on, but, uh, I, I had Christmas orders to get out for my, um, website stuff and pulled a 24 hour day, which I haven't done since my last show. And it was really uh, difficult and painful, but got it all done. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, nothing else too exciting except everything is in chaos right now my studio is a mess my office is a mess so i'm going to be cleaning and working on the book over the the holiday break so that's kind of good news but forget about all this stuff this isn't important what's important is my guest today and if you don't know their work you should because <clears throat> they're really brilliant sculptors so let me just bring them on and we can start chatting and let me introduce to you the Shiflet Brothers. Yay. Hey. 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 <laughs> My brother. We're happy to be here, man. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Introduce yourself to the audience so I know which one's which. <laughs> yeah. I'm Brandon. And I'm older and better better sculptor, really, let's face it. <laughs> I'm Jared. I'm the bald one. All right. <laughs> the old one and the bald one. I got it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older, but I'm hanging on to my hair somewhat at least. So you, that's, <laughs> you, so guys, you, guys, you guys are kind of close to my age, I think. I saw you're, you're born in 68, Brandon? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm 67. So, And then you were like 72, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. you guys are like 50, late 40s, mid 40s. 45 yeah, yeah. and then you're and I'm 50. I just turned 50. Yeah, I just yeah. turned I turned 51, so I don't feel like such an old guy now. Thank God. No, I know. Uh, some 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 yeah. of these some of these artists I interview are like, you know, my kids age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So, well, you know, uh we we we're big fans of yours. I don't want this to be an ass kissing uh fest, but we're, <laughs> we we really love your stuff and we're we're kind of jealous of you guys that can bo do both, like sculpt and do 2D work, draw and sculpt. Yeah, our because, 2D stuff is awful. Yeah, we're not great. Oh, yeah? Uh, illustrators or drawing yeah. painters. It's like for some reason we see in 3D, and that's just how our minds mm. work, I think. But um, your sculpted stuff is badass. We love that stuff. Oh, thank the you. the movie stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, it's uh, my background was was 2d before i started sculpting really was was i was really focused on 2d work and then i got into sculpting be, mostly because of, i was into makeup effects but that was you know like 12 years old so i've been doing both for for a pretty long time um right but your guys sculptures are if you you know if you haven't seen um the shiflet brothers sculptures they're just really you know the top top tier sculptors in the kind okay. of toy industry and 
art world, you know, they're really uh, incredible, incredible pieces of, of work. I, I, your stuff just, you know, it really does blow me away. When I first first found out about you guys and saw your work, I was just like, wow, this is, you know, you're you're doing these, um, you know, comic comic book characters and genre type stuff and, and Frazetta type stuff, but you have this fine art feel to it, like that kind of looseness, which is really, you don't see that a lot, you know? Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so when we were working, we were we started out in the comic book statue industry, you know, mm-hmm. and they wanted stuff so tight and right. so clean. It was kind of out of our comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know. And so, our, our I just think our natural aesthetic is looser and more organic and raw. You know, we of course we were influenced massively by Frazetta mm-hmm. and. So easily. Yeah. And when you look at that, when you look at the stuff like the Frazetta paintings, um, they're loose. You oh know? yeah. Leg goes back into blackness. You have no idea what it's doing, you right. know? And so sometimes even on these Frazetta projects, they get these sculptors who are super clean and mm. tight and it just doesn't look right to us. You right. know, but before, so our own stuff, the collectors in the, in the comic book statue industry didn't love us because of this aspect. Oh uh, really? Right. It's so no, weird. It yeah. can be exactly. It's polarizing. It's, Some people want it uh, finished out and smoothed out, you know, like a perfect action figure. And right. That's, we're never going to fit into that box. Right. So it's kind of been, you know. And so what saved us was was some of the collectors weren't happy, but who loved us for whatever reason. And thank Cthulhu, they did. Was uh, <laughs> the artists, you know, right? Our, our other uh, people. Um, really became advocates for our stuff you know mm-hmm. well-known people who, who who just like the the, the flow and the rawness mm-hmm. and uh some people dig and some people don't but but we find that's our aesthetic you know like um a rodan not that we're rodan we're certainly not but uh or a remington this remington. old west right. stuff where it just it's just all so rough it's just kind of mm-hmm. indicated where things are and we're, we're from texas so remington is just everywhere yeah. right. every yeah. place you go exactly. into every office and so that's you know that sketchy rough kind of actiony thing uh that's we like to feel like the sculptors just walked away from the piece you know what i mean right. like it's still almost just happened right uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's so, yeah, there's such yeah, a, and so, an, an, an energy to that kind of sculpture too. You know, it really has. I think, I don't know, it has like a lot more feeling to it. It's more emotional, I think, and it kind of puts your stuff more in the on the on the level of like fine art to me because of that. Well, well I, thank you, thank you for saying that. We appreciate that, and um, um, we don't we don't we don't consider ourselves fine artists by any means, but. Yes, I mean, I think there, there's we we get we get put we get um, categorized more in that direction mm-hmm. uh, by by galleries and stuff, and we we appreciate that, you know, we love it. Yeah, well, it's 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 your own signature thing, and and it is, you know, in in the 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 uh, uh, I guess in the realm that you're doing it, <clears throat> it's unusual, and I think that's good, really, because you've identified you've created your own identity because there's not a lot of other people doing it like that. You know, and and especially um, with with programs these days and ZBrush mm-hmm. and everything, and you know uh, we've said a lot of times we, we 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 like ZBrush is cool and we we have we know people who are absolutely badass at it. But with all of that, which 
all look so perfect. And, right. and we sometimes things to like homogenize mm-hmm. where, uh, where we, where with traditional sculpting back in the day, we could tell who sculpted every piece, you know, like, Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's new, or that's Chet Czar mm-hmm. or that's that person. Well, some of the ZBrush stuff, even those guys, if it's those same guys using it, it has this homogenizing effect. And we're just like, this all kind of looks a little bit alike. Right. It does blend together just a little bit. But I think in this, this day and age, and like like I said, we have nothing against that, those programs, but our stuff stands out even more a little bit because yeah. it's just, you know, we're, leave, we're leaving the fingerprints well, in it and stuff like yeah. that. There's less doing traditional sculpting. Sure. There's like, you know, half the people are doing ZBrush now. So right. that, sure. uh, and it's amazing. There's a lot of kick-ass ZBrush stuff. Right. The, uh, oh, yeah. Brian, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Geo Nackpill. Absolutely. Geo Nackpill's I like insane, uh, yeah. Keith Kopinski a yeah. lot. Yeah. So we're friends with a lot of those guys, you know. Yeah, it's just, yeah. We, we've always, we always, we like this tactile thing, man. Right. This feel of the clay. Yeah. And, and it's just like a lot of the shit we do. Sometimes it's happy accidents. I've knocked yeah. a piece over before, you know, and I'm like, holy uh-huh. shit, better now that I knocked that arm behind <laughs> it. I don't know how much of that kind of stuff you really get um, digitally. You right. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's it. true. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, true. if you're, if you were going to try and get that effect digitally, you would have to try and, and make it rough looking, but it wouldn't actually be rough, rough sculpting. You know <laughs> that, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it doesn't work it the be, same way, you know, it would be very precisely rough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the difference with digital 2d art and oil painting as well is that tactile, you know, right. e- even though you guys are molding your pieces, you still have that one original that it was based on. And, and more, when it comes to digital stuff, that's like, there's not, you know, there's not an original and, it, and it's, you know, I, I, I'm with you guys a hundred percent, you know, I do digital myself when, when it's necessary or when I need to do it. But, um, you know, and I totally respect those guys and it's cool that they're doing it. <clears throat> and, but, um, you know, the, there is something special about hands-on work, I believe. And I think that collectors feel that way as well. Um, especially since you could tell by digital art has had a really difficult time trying to kind of make it in the fine art field because of that, because people want like, you know, tactile, original looseness and, and a piece of the artist in, in the work, you know? Sure. Right. Absolutely. I remember, you know, in in the early '90s, we worked on some video games and stuff, and uh, we would do traditional sculptor. We would do traditional sculptures, and they would scan these these sculptures in and animate them in the game. Mm -hmm. But at at the end of the day, we had a product that was a little silver CD. You know, that's what the game was. (laughs) So you're like trying to show your grandparents or your uncle and aunt, look at this silver CD, and they're trying get away from this kid. Walk into your grandparents with this. a, a physical physical tactile sculpture that they can hold right and you know it's not that we're luddites or anything but that, that that kind of thing stuck with us we just like to have the sculpture in our hands you know yeah absolutely anyway with dvds it's like it doesn't feel the same to say hey we're doing a uh, online class streaming we're gonna stream a class but it's it's just i mean i would probably be listening to uh eight tracks i'm old. <laughs> <laughs> On a DVD to hand to somebody and say, no, we did a DVD. That's, yeah. you know, just feels different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's interesting because I, I come from a, 
I come from the tight, tightly rendered sculpture background because of effects, because everything has to look super real. And it's like right. the ultimate it, it, working at like Rick Baker's or something. It's like it has to look totally super clean and perfect. So my my tendency yeah. is definitely like that with my own sculpture work. But um, th that's part of the reason I respect rough work so much, because it's not it doesn't come easy to me, even with my paintings. Um, I have a tendency to, to paint tighter than I would like. So whenever I see someone like you guys doing this great, amazing, loose work, that's to me, that's it's much more difficult to do, to do rough work. But then again, it's like, I know people like you're saying, that feels natural to you. That's your natural way of right. creating. And um, I just, it's not my natural way. It's, it, it's, it's, it's like, I, I'm always, I feel like I'm always trying to be more like that, more loose you know, loosen myself right. up in that way. So it's like a constant uh, struggle for me. But you guys I are kind of naturally that way. We, the truth is, we quit on stuff, you know? <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll have this emotional roller coaster of the piece. You know, it's looking good, and the next morning it looks like crap, and then it looks good again. And, then mm. it, and so at some point, uh, we're just spent. And we're like, you know, this is it. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also, if we try to start smoothing our stuff down too much, it'll lose something. Yeah, you know, and we, we've seen that happen so many times. And people have told us that, you know, it looked better in the last pictures or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it's like, oh, thanks. But <laughs> so there is a point where it's like, this is it. You know, let's walk away. Let's exactly. leave it alone and and let it be. Yeah. Because we will keep well, we would keep messing with the sculpture for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody yeah. almost has to come into the studio and take it away from us and say, it's "Okay, true. this is it. We're right. molding it." Because it, it's not like it's going to get any cleaner, but it will morph and morph and morph forever. Yes. Right, um, right. You leave us our own devices. Yeah, don't don't worry about dog sounds if you have dog yeah, sounds. Don't so, don't even. We there's going to be dogs barking here. It's a dog friendly yeah. show. <laughs> Brandon is here. They're all excited. So, like, Aren't we getting attention? So, Hoss is doing some whining. Yeah, but no, no I love that uh, that Chip Joslin portrait you did. That was really cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we're friends with him. That that was that, that was amazing. Oh yeah, he's he's yeah, a great. He's a, thank you. He, he's a super yeah. cool guy. He's he's a great yeah. great guy. And he's got a pretty great collection. Okay, here, yeah. what I wanted to ask you, um, how do you create together? Because it's so unusual to have like uh, not only a two person sculpture team, but a two brothers sculpting together. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that there's, there's a set of problems right there being brothers yeah, and no, then, and then being two people, like, how does that work? How do you do, you know, do you guys do your own sculptures sometimes, or is it always together on the same sculpture? How does that work? It, it, it's a little of all that. It everything you can imagine. <laughs> and so I think when, when we were doing licensed stuff, the comic book stuff, especially we grew up, total comic book nerds that's mm -hmm. really why we started doing this mm -hmm. you know we wanted to be comic book artists we, we couldn't draw well enough no nah. and so we felt like we kind of snuck in the back door doing a sculpture but when it was that it was literally they would offer us a job and it would be a character and it would be like juggernaut and it would be like well that's obviously jared because jared loved the juggernaut mm -hmm. yeah or if something i loved growing up then i would start it and if it was the juggernaut jared would start it now this stuff we were a lot of times handing back and forth mm. or 
one, if one, even if one isn't really touching it, you're, you're, you're art directing the right. other one. Right. It's got to go through both of your approval process. Absolutely. Interesting. And that helps. Over time, you start, you realize, hey, the legs are too short. Right. Or the eyes aren't <laughs> close <laughs> together. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's got to be kind of nice now that I think about it, that you have someone you can kind of rely on to go, hey, you know. Right. And you can always ask, hey, is this, you know. And when you smoke as much weed as my brother does, uh, you need someone <laughs> walking in here yeah. and checking proportions every day. Like, right. Let's just cut to the check. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people always talk about the, the brother thing. Uh, you know, I could never work with my sibling, you know. Mm. But, man, it's never really been a problem for us. Oh, we, that's we amazing. We up. We read all the same books and magazines. So these Frazetta and Jeffrey Jones and all these guys, we have the same influences. So we know we have the same aesthetic. Right. We know what the, the end product that I want and that he wants is basically the same thing. Mm. It's just how do we get there? You know? What a trip. So the disagreements we have are ne almost never about art. It's more about process. Oh, really? We want the end result to look. A weird thing happened. I think it, when I look back on it, we combined our comic book collections when we were kids. And that kind of started the collaborating. Wow. We're both doing some art. Brandon went off to college. And I was like, I'm doing some sculpting. And so he said, okay, I'm going to try to make something. And I went up to visit him, and he had made a, a Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, man, it's on. We're going to both try. Because I could see the proportions and the action and stuff. And so uh, from that point on, it's just been X-Men, <laughs> Alien, mm -hmm. whatever it is, uh, whatever we like. And I, I would tell all sculptors to sculpt what you like. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah. If you can get away with it. If you can get yeah. away with it, <laughs> great. And earn a paycheck, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely. That, that's, I mean, just the fact that you guys are able to, you know, make a living sculpting is, you know, it's pretty rare. Especially nowadays, right. you know. So that's, um, yeah. you know, uh, I would, I would, I would agree with your advice. <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't, I, I never, I never touched clay until I was in my twenties. Really? I was like, and that's when Jared started sculpting and said, "Hey, you need to check, try this." Uh, so I was amazed we could both do it. Now there are six of us, brothers and sisters, and Jared and I are the only two artistic ones. Oh, they wow. would tell you. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know how it happened, but it's. Um, it's uh, we get along artistically perfectly. Yeah, Brandon can draw. That's the truth. Um, logos and any kind of Pikachu or cartoon character on the spot. So that's we're we were always kind of t doing two D stuff or mm -hmm. whittling or something. You know, as you look back, there's always more three D stuff. I realized we were making. But saying I can draw is an insult to Chet. I think <laughs> it's also. It's also an insult to our friends like Alan Williams. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Alan Williams. No, you that's can't. For damn no, sure. that's fair. <laughs> but well, who can? I, I, you know, I, I haven't seen your drawings, but I, um, I assume, you know, I, I, I it's to me, you know, I have I have a sculptor friend. <clears throat> do you know Mitch Devane, or do you know of Mitch Devane? I've heard. You know, of him, but I, I don't know him. Yeah, I bring him up from time to time because he was he was one, probably the, the guy when I worked at Rick's. He was kind of the main, the lead sculptor there, and he's really like incredible. 
Um, yeah. he's, he's like a w- weird, you know, machine that can sculpt right. any anything. Like he did a series of um, like John Carradine life casts. There were these John Carradine life casts and uh, Lon, Lon Chaney Jr. life casts that were going floating around, and he sculpted a miniature like in the eighties, I think. And they're absolutely perfect. It was, oh yeah, is it? It's Lon Chaney sitting in the chair with the makeup stuff or something like that. No, no, no. This one, th- these, th- oh. these are like light, like plaster life casts. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so they have like the, the flanged plaster. They've got the ball cap lines and the bubbles in the nose. Yeah. And he sculpted everything like small though. And I remember, yeah. And I've shown to people, and they're like, "Oh, that's scanned." And like, no, it's not scanned. Anyway, he's just like he's like a weird machine that can do copy anything it's kind of crazy but um he always felt like that sculpting was easier than than 2d art because <clears throat> sculpting is w- exists in three-dimensional space so there's the 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 aspect of um of of uh you know creating a sense of depth that you have to in a 2d painting doesn't exist like there's not this um magic trick of of, of doing forced perspective and yes. you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. you know, not to say that it's easy cause it's not sculpting is definitely not easy, yeah. but, but there is, and that's kind of one of the things I like about sculpting is it's really, it's what you see is what you get. It's right there in front of you. And there's none of the, Oh, I have to figure out how to shade this and the light source. I mean, you use a light source, but it's not the same thing or, or, uh, you know, foreshortening or perspective. It's like, 100%. that's it's so direct, you know, I would try to draw it would either be uh, profile or from straight on I mm-hmm. could never do anything at three quarters or like reaching <laughs> out my brain just does not work right. like that right. yeah, that was our problem it's kind of like it's like an yeah, added burden. No, I'm sorry. It's just like an added burden on top of everything to try and figure <laughs> out all these, you know, fake <laughs> fake out tricks to make it look like, yeah. you know, but it reminds uh, me early in our careers. We would, you know, we're doing more of our, own stuff these days but early when we were doing um stuff based on our like simon bisley piece or something mm-hmm. you would be sculpting something from a cover image or a pinup and you start to realize these drawings they don't really work yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if his shoulder's there then it can't possibly yeah. reach around <laughs> you're trying to work the back and you're like oh these things don't meet up at all these right. parts of the body Oh, I've had that. Was, he wasn't worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> we've had that many times in the, yeah. you know, effects yeah. business when you're working on doing some comic book movie or something from a 2D image right. that you're referencing. It's like, wait a minute. And uh, the other thing is, <laughs> this doesn't even look the same now that you, you know, you make it in 3D, and it's like it doesn't really look the same because you've only seen it at this weird angle in a 2D image. And it's like when you get it in 3D, it's like right. it kind of looks different. You know, <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead. There's two. There's a front image, and then there's a side right. image. If you to that you end up with this third thing that mm. looks like neither of them really. <laughs> it's like the yeah, that's exactly it. Sculptor problems, man. It yeah. really is first sculptor problem. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, how how do you so how do you start off a project? I mean, how does it work? Like someone comes uh, just for your app. Let's let's focus on your, what you guys do now, like m- focusing on your own kind of work. I mean, how does how do, say you want to do a new piece? How does how does that work? Working with two people and so what happens is one one of us just starts something. So like right now I'm working on this. Uh, 
monstrous mermaid piece, this oh. evil monster, monstrous mermaid. Oh, thing. nice. And I just did one of those. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, a painting, yeah. Uh, awesome. I need yeah, to see that. It was fun. Major, cool. Oh, because I mean, if I can rip off anything from your painting, I'm going to. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you're, not seeing, you're not seeing a dime of it. <laughs> no, but so the, so the thing is, is that I started, um, and then... Jared was gonna is gonna work on it, but I kind of have the hammer. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's a final decision. If we say, okay, should you have horns right here or not have horns? Mm -hmm. Then the person who started it decides. Okay. Yeah, Jared starts it. It's his baby in the end, and he decides. Okay. Uh, and if I start it, then I just then I decide, and that's kind of how we roll with those. Okay. See. So oh no! No, go ahead. Go ahead. If there's little specific things like. Uh, whatever ankles or capes whoever does it better well it'll kind of go back and forth you know right uh, and we don't worry about it you know we've worked with a lot of sculptures where we collaborated with them with randy bowen or hmm. whoever play more and so uh it kind of helps that we've passed p uh pieces to each other and said here you take this for a couple of nights or for a week or whatever and uh, so we're kind of used to that in a sense. Right. right. It makes exactly it easier right. to work with other people, I think. Exactly. Yeah, it's really pretty fascinating. It's, so it's like, okay, so the person who starts it is sort of kind of the boss of that piece, and then the other person is sort of the supporting supporting player. That's right. Kind of. But, right. but, but you guys will each start different pieces, right? It's not like one of you always starts. It's like you guys both. No, no. We both start different pieces. It's yep. so crazy. <laughs> it just it trips me yeah. out because, you know, all of your work looks, you know, it looks like your guys' work. It doesn't, it's not like, I mean, I haven't seen any pieces that look like, oh, you know, Jared did that one or, oh, Brandon yeah. did that one. They, to me, I, but, I, you know, maybe I, I, I'm not, I'm missing something, but to me, they all look like, kind of like one person did it. They're all like an amalgam. Is that the right word? Yeah. That's, uh, they're <laughs> all like, they're all a, uh, culmination of uh both of us you know what i mean and so we kind of love that that they all look like one person yeah it's, super cool it's not like um we're that mysterious or secret but we try not to tell people exactly when people say hey who did this part right here? Oh, you okay. know we leave it brothers you know, yeah. we, we decided early on that we would be credited as the shiflet brothers no matter who did what you know oh, like, i mean some of the you know like some of the beatles songs paul mccartney wrote just right. by himself Still said Lennon McCartney, right. not that I'm the Beatles, right? But right. Uh, but you know that idea of whatever we do is going to be credited to Shiflet Brothers. So then, our personal egos um, become almost irrelevant. Yeah. Um, what we're we're trying to advance the cause of the Shiflet yeah. Brothers. So right. you know what Brandon did or Jared did is not important to us, and it's it's actually not important to us. Right. Um, we have to all uh, be. Um, for the glory of the Shiflet Brothers, right? It's for the yeah. art. The art comes first. Exactly. exactly. And the uh, the idea, uh, we improve each other's pieces. Right. So it's like ha if you had any two sculptors, if you had Mark Newman in the room with you or whatever, uh, it's going to make the sculpture better. You know what I mean? For sure. Right. But I mean, I think everybody would agree that I improve yours more than yeah. you improve mine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> now I see how you guys get along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Behind the curtain. He's big. I just agree. I just say yeah. Just agree with everything. There you go. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, do, uh, do you guys, are you molding and casting all of your stuff as well? Or do you kind of send that out now? Or We send that out. Yeah. We, uh, we've actually never molded or cast anything. Really? We, we make, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. That's interesting. Uh, we get the pieces pieces ready. We cut them all apart, and then we send them to our guy at Cellarcast, Steve West, mm-hmm. and he's a really good sculptor too. A lot of people will know, but uh, we've had different mold makers over the years, and uh, but this guy for resin, Steve West, is a freaking technician. And as you know, him. I mean that yeah. whole that's a, we think of that as an art. Oh, absolutely, you know, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so we always. Do you see those great mold makers and it's, they're just beautiful. Yeah. The molds are beautiful. You know, when you have a really good mold maker, it's like, wow. You... Definitely. We, we consider it a, like a collaboration and we, you know, we list his name on our, all of our yeah, ads and everything. Great. Sculpted, uh, sculpted by us, but molded by Steve. By Whatever, Steve. whoever cast it, which we, we say on ads that every time. Yeah. And so, because and it then, is part of it. And then for the bronzes, we use this amazing foundry here in Texas, deep in the heart art foundry. Hmm. And um, they're mostly they were doing they're they're great craftsmen. They do beautiful work. They were doing mostly like wildlife stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we start walking in with our monsters, all our, shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah, all our satanic shit, you know, they're like, oh wow. But um, they probably love it. <laughs> I know it's yeah, different, they, you they, know. They, yeah, I think they actually did um, a few years back. They did some Harryhausen stuff, some Harryhausen bronzes, yeah, cool uh, which we were in there to see some of that. Wow. And of course, this is, that's a super complicated process. They, you know, we've walked through lost them. wax. We've oh walked, yeah, we pour that metal and stuff. It's scary as shit, and we're just like want as far want to be as far <laughs> away as possible. I think. Yeah, walking through their foundry <laughs> is like Disney World for an artist. Yeah, you know, everywhere you look, it's just like wow, look at that, and you know, look at this, and they do some bigger than life size stuff. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's kind of surreal sometimes the stuff they're they working on. They did this monstrous um, death dealer for is that a death dealer oh, yeah. out, outside of yeah Hood, a death dealer in, in Texas and so Marine it's like way bigger than life size really oh my god awesome. yeah. where where is it where can you see it so it's Fort Hood Texas which is in Colleen mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that's outside of Austin a certain it's like between Dallas and Austin I think that's uh, but. Yeah, you should Google that. You'll see pictures Definitely. of it. It's it's monumental. It's really it's really beautiful. Yeah, he came into the forum and and posted some pictures of it being lowered into place, and it was really wow. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's like my favorite Frazetta painting. That's the one when I was a kid. It was yeah. just like, oh, I love that painting. Totally, Us so too. visceral. <laughs> it's yeah, so I mean, good. I mean, I mean, that stuff. I mean, it's it's not an exaggeration. That stuff changed our lives. Oh yeah, me, me too. No doubt about yeah. it. And people often say, you know, that um, uh, our stuff reminds them of Frazetta. Not that we're his level of artist, but we we love that stuff so much. Some of our stuff, I think, kind of looks like it could be a Frazetta piece right. that maybe you forgot about or right. something. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a Frazetta piece. It's like our thing. But we don't. We're not scared of like um, showing our influence. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Same here. Love this yeah. fucking. Here it is, you know, and we, we tell people who are, you know, who we love and what influenced us to do this. Right. Also, the Beasley Lobo. I loved all that, the Lobo stuff. Right. That was a cool thing. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, I've got like, you know, I'm, the, I, I'm heavily influenced by Frazetta as well. I might have said it on the, I think it might have been on the last podcast where I talked to, yeah, the Shane Isaacowski, um 
episode yeah. where he knows the Frazettas and I was saying how I got to meet one of Frazetta's granddaughters and tell her how important for uh, Frank was <clears throat> to me as an artist. And, uh, uh, you know, it was really, I was surprised at how kind of emotional I, I became about it. Cause it really was, it was like, right. since from when I first saw the first Frazetta art book, I was nine years old and it was just, completely life-changing for me you know it was, right. it was like you know i started doing i've got a picture back here there's a bunch of junk all over but it's like a you know a guy fighting a dragon and it was like totally totally like a presented type warrior but drawn at like right. 12, 12 years old you know but it really changed everything <laughs> for me and uh yeah I, i'm the same way i you know i'm a big bekshinsky fan i'm a big giger fan and yeah. th that gets it's finds its way into my work and I feel like as long as I'm doing something new with it, you know, I'm not afraid of, uh, of letting that influence me. As long as you give it, put your own stamp on it, you know, that's Absolutely. kind of how art works. It's like we're influenced by other artists and we, and we kind of take it forward and then hopefully people will be influenced by us and move it forward and keep the whole thing going forward, you know? Nothing's Absolutely. done in a vacuum. We're all influenced Definitely. by Star Wars or Harryhausen, the Imir. It's, mm -hmm. it's that we stand on the shoulder of giants. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You recognize the people who come before you. You don't have the to Rancor. I mean, I've made so much stuff that looked like the Rancor. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. That's you want to recreate what you love. You know what I mean? It's like Blade Runner or anything else. Right. All it's so influential. Yeah. I, but, I, well, I was doing some research on you guys a little bit before the show, and um, you mentioned the uh, Creature Core book being very, very influential to you. And totally. to another that was another watershed moment for me, which seeing that Creature Core book for the first time, I was like, "Oh my god!" I, you know, I, I never realized you could do this. You could do something Absolutely. like this. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, thing for us. Absolutely, it, that stuff we, is still holds up as. So it amazing. It's not like it's dated or it's yeah. completely unique and totally fucking amazing. And amazing how long ago time. they did yeah. it. Like yeah. I said, it's like, oh my God. It <laughs> feels like it would have been done last year. Right, or right. So relevant. Yeah, yeah. And so we were, we were um, you know, into the comic book stuff and we were like, okay, we see what's out there in 3D. And especially in the early 90s, it wasn't much. And, and what there was, you know, it was like a Captain America soap dish. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, the statue company as it, as it exists today didn't exist back then. It just didn't. Right. And the first really cool stuff was like Horizon, I think. Yeah. 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 There was a guy, Moto Hata. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Moto was a Tashi. good friend of mine. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Exactly. Really cool. So, so he did Moto Hata did stuff that affected us early that on. Hulk, man. When I saw oh, that yeah. Hulk in the, a comic book store. I was. I didn't even know how it was. Like, did a computer do that? Exactly. Oh, what the heck happened? I know. Here? I know. Those things were incredible. Yeah, and and Kia affected us. But but so we were just looking at the comic book stuff, and then when a friend um, Jesse Falcon who worked at uh, Toy Biz for Marvel, he sent us this book, and he said, "You've got to see this." And it was the crazy. He said, it you, was, "You've got to see it, but you've got to send it back." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that was Creature Core, and we were just like. Oh my God, you know, like it's kind of like we have this realization that this stuff could be high art. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying that our yeah. stuff is hard, but but it's like, oh my God, there's another level to go here. That's right. not totally that nobody over here is doing. Right. But, you know, 
at that time in America. It's like uh, personal. It was, it was a personal vision. You know, it exactly. wasn't it wasn't like a comic book thing. It was like this is exactly. artists creating their own thing. It's like a whole new world. That's right. Absolutely. And so we we still love to flip through. We, it, man. Oh, we, yeah. would, kind of, we would talk about it and we said we we're going to be some kind of like half ass version trailer part. Of <laughs> <laughs> Hillbilly version, American version of Nirasawa and Takei and those guys who did Creature Core. Right. And um that's exactly what we are, a half-assed version. <laughs> well done. I'm happy. Yeah, we did it. I'm content. <laughs> but, you know, it's strange because, because like you said, Motohara and Kia and the these Creature Core guys, it, a lot of our influences are Japanese. Yeah, it's right. true. And they, they were taking this figure stuff seriously way before a we were. A little bit ahead of us, yeah. And, and, and some of those guys are Takeyuki Takeya. Mm-hmm. It's just sick. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, that's who every uh, sculptor that everybody looks up to. Yeah, and uh, yeah. to this day, you know, he's still he's still a bad man. And um, Oniki. Yeah. He, I don't he, think he, <clears throat> those yeah. guys made any money either, did they? I, I, think, I don't know. I think that uh, uh, one of them, which one of them died not long ago, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, and he was like... I, I mean, I've just heard through the grapevine that he was, you know, he didn't have any money. And it's just right. so sad to see, to, to think this guy's making, you know, groundbreaking work like that and, ha you know, and not making any money from it. It just seems so yeah. wrong, you know. It is. That's just, sad to hear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not 100% sure it's true, but that's what I've heard from people in the industry, in the effects industry, because they were huge. The whole Creature Core thing was huge <clears throat> everybody in the effects industry and when those books came out in like the 80s or the 90s was it like early 90s or late 80s late or something? Exactly. Yeah, yeah they were they everybody had them that's how i found out about them they got pa all those books got passed around so everybody in effects were influenced by that stuff definitely you know and um yeah yeah pretty amazing do you know kazu speaking of japanese sculptors we, he, he, we don't know him, but he's badass. <laughs> he's amazing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's amazing. I worked with him at, at Rick's on on the Grinch and uh, Haunted Mansion and some stuff like that. But he was uh, he's 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 a good friend of mine now. He's he's his stuff is just you know every time I go to his studio, it's just you know crazy. yeah you gotta cut if you guys more next time you're out if you have time you gotta we gotta go and check his studio out because it's it's really he's yeah. he's a genius you know i've said that you know, it's yeah. so funny i've said the word genius on the show so many times but every time yeah. i mean it there's a lot yeah, of geniuses out there <laughs> yeah you're talking about uh, he's a fucking yeah. he really is a genius it's and it's weird to you know because i think it's because of the the industry i was in i, I got to meet a few of them and it's like you know, when you meet a genius, you know it. It's it's like he's sure. just unbelievable. You know, you see. Have, have you seen any of those big sculptures in person he's done? Um, no, I haven't. Oh my I've god! <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because they just look so yeah. amazing and perfect, and the eyeballs and everything are just I know. yeah unbelievable. Yeah. But it's an, another am amazing Japanese artist. Yeah. You should bring those to Monster Palooza or something. What people see, totally should. Yeah, he had well, the, so, he brought the Dick Smith head one time, which is the first oh, first okay. one he did. Oh, what the, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. You guys go to Monster Palooza every year. We do now. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we used to do um, Comic Con. Mm -hmm. We did that for like 
25 years and the wow um not to sound like the old guys but it, the crowd started really changing you oh know? yeah I, I don't even go anymore i get i, I always get oh. offered a free professional pass and it's like yeah. i can't deal with it it's too big it's like it too became corporate. like a, a mall exactly so, it's super, super corporate, corporate. Yeah. It's a mall america crowd it is where you, when you go to monster palooza yeah. those are people who are if they don't know who we are, they're primed to be our fans. They're already into the same shit we are. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so that's it's kind of a narrow focused show in that way. It's right. like the perfect audience for us and our stuff, and probably for your stuff too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So huge that you know the crowds are like overwhelming you and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were PMing a little bit about this, but you were at Rick Baker's, man. That's that's. Tell us about that. What did you work on there? Uh, I, you know, I, I had gotten laid off from, I, I was at, uh, Altarian Studios, which is Tony Gardner's shop, like from the beginning of my career from the blob, you know, uh, well, we did the blob before Tony had a shop and then I, and then he started the shop and, um, we did dark man and army of darkness and some of those movies. And then he just built oh. the shop up I, and I worked there for like 10 years. And then uh, they had some financial problems. There was a period when a lot of shops started going down <clears throat> after Jurassic Park came out and, you know, digital started to take over. And so I got laid off there and I started a little digital effects company because I started getting into computer animation because it was, you know, it was, I, I really got into it just because it was really fun to make my own little weird movies. And uh, but that didn't, I you know, that didn't really take off. And so I was kind of broke and desperate. And um, Bill Sturgeon, who's like a Rick Baker guy from American Werewolf in London, he, he did a, a, a lot of the mechanisms for the American Werewolf in London transformation head and stuff. Hi, okay. and, and he's a he's a friend of mine from <clears throat> um, Tony Gardner's. And so he called me and he said, you know, if you want to if you want a job, we're looking for a painter to take over for Tom Gilliland, who is the guy who runs uh, Sideshow, Sideshow mm -hmm. now. And, and it, he was leave, he was leaving Rick's to start Sideshow. And so he I came in as a painter. Um, and he trained me, you know, how to paint who ears for for uh, for wow. for uh, uh, Grinch. So it was like, you know, two colors. It was hundreds of these rubber ears. Base it out, you know, do some red on it, and then uh, eventually I I I, I um, got moved over. I, I kind of like I don't know. I guess I had to prove myself to Rick, maybe that you know that I that I could be a sculptor there, and, and I ended up they let me sculpt on. Planet of the Apes, I think, do maquette sculptures, and then I then I got <clears throat> put in the sculpture department for the rest of my time there, and then I worked there for like five years, and That's until cool. until the whole thing, you know, until he closed the shop, which was really a right. weird experience, <laughs> seeing that shop close down because I was everyone, just about everybody there was like lifers at Rick's, and thought that they would have a job for the rest of their lives working for the best shop in town, and right. so era yeah. I, I was like this kind of outsider and I, and I you know at that point I had I knew that I wasn't going to stay in effects I was going to be a painter I wanted to get into fine art and so I knew that my time was limited in effects anyway so I was I watched that whole thing happen from this kind of non-emotional outsider's perspective you know because I the, the, at that point I was already like I want out of the industry so you know, and everyone else was like, oh, my God, this is and it was, you know, I felt bad for everybody. But still, it was weird to watch 
you know, the, to Rick to call this huge meeting and say, I'm closing the shop. And it was just, wow. you know, it was like, really, it was sad because that shop was, you know, had like, it was. had a graveyard on the, when you walk in a big graveyard on one side and uh, big cast, it looked like a castle, like, like the witch's castle and the Wizard of Oz. It was all decked out. It was, it was such an amazing shop. It was really, you know, the best shop I ever worked at. It was huge and all the best artists were there. It was really, really amazing. Well, yeah. it was sad to hear about it just as a fan. You know, yeah, here in Texas, right. little little town in Texas, it was sad to hear about it because it's like, oh, this is this is practical effects. This is like the, the this pinnacle. is the big deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the top of the top. But he, and you know, he he quit because the jobs were not like they used to be. They didn't give us the time or the money to do it right. And he was like, "Fuck this! I don't need it. I don't need the hassle." You know, because. Wow. <clears throat> There's a lot of reasons for that happening in the industry, but um, yeah, I just drove by it the other day, and it's a storage unit, storage facility with yeah. storage units. Yeah. It's like so lame. That is so depressing. Yeah, That's, heard you talking about it on the last, well, a couple episodes oh, ago. Yeah. With Paul. yeah, that was that was pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, really. we 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 look up to him as a god, basically. Yeah, yeah Paul, he's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm Oh, Rick Baker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Rick, yes. too. <laughs> and Paul. Yeah, he's doing pretty. Have you seen? Have, do you follow Rick on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's just like having fun. He really it's is. So cool. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants wants that just to have to not have to do anything for money and just do whatever you want. <laughs> it's like he's doing that. Would that be awesome? Making little movies. There's nothing he's going to do with them. He's just doing it for his own entertainment. He's like animating, sculpting things, and Z brushing, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, he's a cool guy too. He's a really, really nice Absolutely. guy. Yeah, well, yeah. He's been really um, kind and gracious to us. Oh yeah. Stuff. He he really has been. Just yeah. in passing at Monster Palooza, mm -hmm. you know. He yeah. He appreciates art you know he's he's all about the art as well that's what i'm finding you know the more i'm introduced uh interviewing artists on the show what i've learned is that the, the 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 running thread of all the great artists that come on the show are that it's all about the art first it's and, yes. and, in, and in that sense art is becomes like a spiritual path in a way because it's you know this, if you look at what the, the the goal of like a spiritual path is, it's basically to um, overcome your ego, you know, and and live for something higher than your, yourself. And that's right. what we do as artists. We're we're all about the art. So it's like you know it, it, we try and stay out of the way and let the art do its thing and just create the art as best as we can and not let our own egos hinder that process at all. It's like we're totally. on, we're honoring the art god, you know what I mean? That's exactly and not right. overthink it. Yeah, just let it happen. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because you can, you know, you, I, I've seen it many times in, in the facts where you've got a person who overthinks it, <clears throat> and they're trying to think logically. You know, there is a certain uh, an amount of of logic that goes into creating art, but there is like a whole feeling intuitive side as well that's really important and i've seen people that rely too much on the the intellectual side of things and it 
trips them up, you know? For sure. And you lose that special thing. Like when you create something great, it's got that that amazing thing that you can't put your finger on, that magic thing, you know? And you have to let that happen. Totally. You can can stop it from happening easily (laughs) by, by, you know, putting more of your ego into it than the the art thing, you know? Right. We overwork stuff all the time and and I hate it. And we have... (laughs) We have very specific conversations kind of about what you're talking about, about logic versus, um, you know, for us, it's going with the gut. For us, yeah, going with your gut. For mm-hmm. us, it's about um, design. So a lot of times, you know, if we make a crazy arm or a thing coming off the back, we're like, what does this do? How does this work? And one of us will tell the other one, shut up. Does <laughs> <laughs> it look cool? Right, right. Badass. I don't really care what it does. It's, it's all one design, you know? It, it's either it's right or it's not. And it's like, exactly. usually, usually the, and, and the right doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. I, I remember when, right. I, when I did the, uh, the Hell, Hellboy Two, I did that Chamberlain. I did that this character called the Chamberlain. I don't know if you've seen it. It was like the only on screen for a couple minutes, but um, he had really long arms, and they bent down way down. The elbow was down by like his knees, and it wasn't mm-hmm. really logical that he could, you know, maybe even scratch his head. And someone, I, I remember someone on the crew was like, "Oh, I hate when things are built like that that don't make sense." But it just looked so cool, you know, it, like. It it was it was cool. It looked cool, you know. It's like who knows? Maybe he's got an extra joint in there that you can't see. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Oh boy, too. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was, uh, that was super fun. Did, 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 did you meet Guillermo on that? Uh, I met him on Hellboy. Actually, I was working at at Rick's. And, yeah, and they were do- they did the first Hellboy makeup, yeah. and I think. Um, Spectral Motion did the other creature effects, yeah, for Hellboy One, but Rick, yeah, yeah. Rick's did the um, the Hellboy makeup. Uh, Matt wow. Rose, Matt Rose was the guy in charge of the Hellboy makeup. He's amazing, amazing sculptor, really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I met Guillermo there, and then by Hellboy Two, I think he had started buying my artwork, my paintings, and he was kind of became a fan. I think so. It was just a weird coincidence. That I was working at the shop that he went with for Hellboy Two. <laughs> it was what? totally uh, random. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yeah, you can do it. Make the Chamberlain do whatever you want. Just make Doug Jones's mouth show." You know, right? So yeah, was, that's sure. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. You have you met Guillermo? No, no. Oh, oh really? No, we, just we, one time he looked at the booth. One yeah, time. he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just walked past and looked at it. It was nice. Yeah, he's he's great. You guys would you guys you guys would get along famously if you ever met. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. That's, that's what we think. Yeah, yeah. Now I can I can see you guys are of the same ilk for sure. He's just like a fan, like the rest of us, you know. Right. Exactly. Which is why um, he's great. It, we very much we try to keep that um, that fan mentality. Mm-hmm. We still get pumped and get giddy to see people, right. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, know, other artists that we look up to and we get nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, those under, are our heroes. Yeah. It, it was, 
we're from Beaumont, Texas. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So not from one of the coasts. And so when we meet some of these artists or filmmakers that we've always looked up to, it's a big deal to us still, even though we've been working in the industry for a while. Right. And we all say something stupid. Exactly. <laughs> that's another that's another common thing I see with our really great artists that come on the show is that they, they have that fan mentality. You know, they still love they love work and they and they look up to other artists and, and respect them and get nervous you know it's like we're all kind of like that yeah so what, what what's the uh what are you doing with this forum why don't you talk about the your your sculpting forum and you've got like a, a live stream thing you're doing i see i saw jordu did jordu do one or he's doing one or he's going to do one yeah, yeah. that's going to be amazing because jordu's a jordu's an incredible sculptor yeah, so we started this forum back in the day. Um, it was one of these old school chat boards where you had to... On the bulletin boards. Yeah. Right. And that went away because social media kind of killed those boards a little yeah. bit. But yeah, at some point on Facebook, we said, you know, let's bring that thing back. You know, Jared and I like to... Um, we like to talk shop. We like to mm-hmm. talk shop to build a sense of community amongst uh, the people who are trying to do this. We like... We, we never want to be like those people who are like, oh, that's secret how I do that. Yeah, I don't want to right. tell We decided early on that we were going to be completely transparent about how we do it. And if there's a kid that can do it, fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, we, want to, uh, we want to see good stuff. Absolutely. And so that was kind of the impetus. And we started this forum. We have maybe somewhere between 18 and 20,000 people on this sculpting forum on Facebook. Well, one of Jared's big goals was to have a kind of um, recurring all-star night where these different sculptors who Jared and I admire, obviously we're just handpicking them, work for an hour or two on camera so that mm. people can see. So much of this stuff now is behind paywalls or you're, work, you're doing it for the Stan Winston School or Anatomy right. Tools, whatever your, your deal is, or behind even your Patreon, you mm. know? Or like, could we get these people, friends of ours essentially, to come on here and sculpt for an hour or two so that um, everyone can see it. You know, our forum is it's pros and it's amateurs alike. Right. Like they're all different levels. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so you, you have absolute badasses and you have ab, uh, rank beginners, you know, right. children and stuff. So our first guest was Forrest Rogers. And I don't know if you know her work. She's a, she's a, a I fall. I I support her Patreon page. I believe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, she's amazing. She's a sculptor and she's a fascinating person. And so uh, she went first, and second Jared was Paris Colacontes. Oh yeah, he's yeah, amazing. our first international sculptor. He's amazing. He's yeah. really yeah, we, like unbelievable. That dude. We love his stuff, and we've been fans for a while. We've never actually met him in person. Only. We, we've talked a lot online with them, but so both of them, these are the two that have gone so far. And so they're doing like these, not only are they working on camera, but part of it is like they're doing studio tours and just showing you all of their stuff, right. you know, and their studio and, yeah. and it's pretty cool. And so next we have lined up, uh, Miss Monster, Miss Monster. No, oh yeah. Her, I know her. Who's, and she has a singular style yeah. and, uh, always big fans of her. Then, uh, that's January 2nd. On January 9th, these are all on Wednesday night. We call it All-Star Wednesday. <laughs> and uh, I guess January 9th will be Jordu. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And we're working on some other big guys. We're working on Paul Komoda. Oh, we're cool. beating him down. <laughs> we're twisting yeah. his arm. Yeah, we're twisting his arm. I would love to see uh, him sculpt as well as draw yeah. any of those artists, actually. Yeah. That's yeah, great. He said. He's going to make a troll head, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could probably do it in an hour, too. He's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> he could. It's amazing the, the way he uh, he cranks that stuff out. He's probably one of the fastest sculptors I've ever met, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Him and uh, Simon Lee. Is oh, yeah, big. yeah, yeah. He, he's a, you know, I was thinking he's another guy that sculpts loose. Right, very. Loose. He's Absolutely. like the only other guy I can think of that has does that's right. more about the uh, the gesture than the detail. You know, so you guys are kind of like. Are there other guys that you know of, or girls that? that that's do that? who I think. Simon, yeah, Simon <laughs> is. Uh, and his armatures are always really light. It's always like one little wire. Right. Really. And we try to make super strong armatures. Yeah, well. armatures. Yeah. I think we over, overbuild our armatures. It's possible. Yeah, but man, you know, you just have to have one sculpture experience where your armature is too thin, and you will never make a thin yeah. armature again, <laughs> man. Sure. <laughs> problem. Yeah, it's uh, you know, armatures are, are kind of a hassle, but man, it's there's you know, I'm all for the strong armatures myself. Um, <laughs> too. That's what we tell people. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I don't like to wiggle around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frustrating. Um, do you Absolutely. do you do like uh, epoxy putty over your armatures or anything? Yes. Give them strength around the hips and around the shoulders, and then maybe a little blob in the cranium. Mm -hmm. So there's something to work on, a kind of a base to work on there. But especially to strengthen it, maybe around the feet area. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been Moto might have taught me that actually about using yeah. putty. Yeah, I think it might have been him. Yeah, that's the one great thing about <clears throat> working in the industry. He's, you, you know, you got you're working with all the best sculptors in the world, and you're right. And, and you know, in, in a shop situation, everyone's usually most people are just sharing information. So I mean, I learned. That's I always say that that was kind of like my art school. Was twenty years. Okay. In the, I went to art school for twenty years <laughs> in the effects business, but yeah, it's like I can't. I can't it off. Yeah, painting and color theory, everything I learned there. You yeah, know? and uh, and that's had awesome. on the job training also. Yeah. So, um, wh what's the name of the forum? It's just how, how could people? I mean, I'll put I'll put a link at the uh, at the end sure. of. All right. Sculpting forum. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's on Facebook. Yeah, you have yeah. To be on Facebook and you search Shiflet Brothers Sculpting Forum, and you'll find it. Cool. Um, and you just and, and it's like anyone can join, kind of thing. Or? Yeah, you, you ask to join, and and if you're a real person, me or Jared will approve you. You know, we're just looking out for bots and, and right. stuff like that. Right. Yeah, every, yeah, everybody <laughs> levels, all levels of sculptors. That's Definitely. great. Yeah, anybody sculpting, uh, and you're, if you're not on that group, in that group, you have to be in that group because it's probably the, it's the best one that I've ever seen on Facebook for sure. Any kind of Thanks. anywhere, Jay, really. Jay so, what are you guys working on now? So one um, w w one thing we're working on is um, a Giger alien xenomorph. Oh, cool. But it, Jared is. It's more based on like his pre preliminary yeah, drawings. Some, oh wow! Of the suit being made, so it's kind of based on that. You know, it's not like the finished alien, so to speak. Right. Uh, 
there's little differences, but it's just kind of fun to do that because I've never, I don't think I've seen it done. Right. And this is kind of like a personal project. I don't, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with it, but we, sometimes we can do these. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on this, uh, evil mermaid thing we talked about. Oh yeah. Just tried to, you know, it's, we're kind of like, um, the Scorsese thing where he does one for the studio and then he does one for himself. Uh-huh. And he does one for the st- we try to do that. Nowadays, it's more like two or three for us and one for the man and right. two for us and one for the But uh, we're, we're, we're still at it and we're still making it work somehow. So are you, are you, uh, are you still doing like you're doing licensed characters for companies and stuff? We do. It, it, um, we're, in, we're in a really lucky position where we kind of have to want to do it. You know, the project. Mm-hmm. So when it's something we want to do, we do that. We do some, uh, we do some, some work for like pitches, you know, for whether it's movie or video game pitches. Sometimes oh, cool. people want some, some people want something 3D on the table just for a meeting, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, we that do some of that stuff. stuff. Yeah. And we 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 are selling bronzes and resin kits and all of the all of that stuff. Right. Yeah, we accept licensed stuff if somebody has. For sure. A, yeah. If it's something we we think know, we can make look cool. Yeah, that's the thing is that you know we don't really we're not really good at sculpting motorcycles or Iron Man or whatever <laughs> yeah, it right. is. You know, yeah, yeah. Where your heart's got to be of, in it. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a truly great position to be in. You know, it is. To where it is, we've been, turn things down. It's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, we've been super lucky. I always say this, you know, but we've been super lucky with who saw our stuff and when it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we did a giant bronze uh, chupacabra that was installed in uh, West Texas on our outside on a ranch. Really? This, yeah. How, yeah big, it, how big? Five and a half feet tall. Wow. I, did, I didn't yeah. realize you guys had worked at that scale before. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We that's the only we didn't thing know we've if ever we could. <laughs> we had no idea if we could, and in fact, uh, but it turned out pretty cool. But like that guy found us, and you know, just we've just been really lucky like that. Did some rich was, dude? That's exactly right. Some rich dude some, found you and said, "Make me a five foot chupacabra bronze." <laughs> <laughs> that's lucky. <laughs> I he want some like, rich person to tell me like, they want a chupacabra. I'm the chupacabra. <laughs> I and sculpt it. And oh I want it on my God, That's amazing. You know, like some, I mean, and I'm, I don't, it's almost like some people, you know, have more money than they actually know what to do with. He's right. Like, yeah. I'm, especially like, in Texas, oh. man, oil country. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Hey, we're the men for you. <laughs> you know, down to that ranch and, uh, the cell phone stuff went out. You couldn't even use your cell phone. It was wow. crazy. It was way, it was way nowhere. But so he, what his deal was, he wanted to tell ghost stories to kids and his grandkids and stuff, and then walk them around with a flashlight and come upon this. this <laughs> yeah, that's so, so even that, cooler. Yeah, we made it as mean and gnarly as, as we possibly could to scare kid, little kids. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. We'll send you a picture. Of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta see that. Yeah. Oh, also, you gotta send me uh, a, a good a good picture for the promotional card too. Make sure you send me like whatever you want on the the promotion for this episode excellent you know probably yeah yeah so you so uh so yeah no no i i um 
I, I wanted to ask you a couple a couple more things. Uh, so, how do you just for other artists out there that are that are full timers? Is your you know do you do you have like a certain amount of income you get from um, your own personal sales versus stuff where people hire you versus doing conventions or is it just kind of like whatever comes you know, up we, so, sort of I on it we for a long time our careers we which it was about 50 50 mm-hmm. now I think more I think more of our money comes from our own stuff now oh that's great that's I great. think it may be that's more great. like 60 40 now or 65 35 something like that that's excellent just keep going, going in that direction yeah. We're just like any artist, though. We have up and down years, and then sometimes you have a great project, and then sometimes you have no project. Right. So it's it's you know being an artist is a freaking roller coaster. It's <laughs> yeah. the, life, the life of a freelancer. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're freelancers at the end of the day. So somebody might come along and say, "Hey, you know, we've got this project. We need seven pieces," and we're like, "Hell yeah! Yeah, we're gonna have a good six months or whatever." Right. Uh, uh, and then sometimes you're hoping somebody comes along with seven pieces. Right. You just never know. Right. So our, so I would say to someone young, it's not just one revenue stream. It's absolutely. Yeah. We get a DVD, you know, a t- uh, instructional DVD. Bronzes are a certain clientele. Resin kits are a different clientele. Mm-hmm. Hitch projects, video game work, all, all you know, statue work like comic book statue business. These are all different avenues for us to make money, and we utilize all of them. Right. And it's no one thing that, that yeah. we make our living on, if you know what I mean. Right. I don't right. think any one singular, uh, any one aspect of that would support us. It takes all of them. Yeah, it. absolutely. I'm in the same boat entirely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty rare to find an artist that can just you know do gallery work or. Right you know, just commissions. It's like, you know, we have to have merchandise, we have to do conventions and, you know, and then you can kind of make it work. And the conventions are a huge deal. You've got to go and set up and, you know, people's hands, set up the best booth you can, your Mm -hmm. current best stuff, and then sit there and, uh, you know, as artists, a lot of us are introverts. We don't want to sit there and, you know, ham up yeah, our stuff. And, hey, <laughs> waka, you know, but <laughs> if you want to be, uh, if you want to, you know, work and get your stuff out there, that's kind of part of, part of it. I think the oh, visibility yeah. is huge. You know, our, when we were young, our dad said, you know, nobody comes to your front door and knocks and says, Hey, do you have any nice sculptures yeah, in here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to get your stuff stuff out into the world at some point and that doesn't it may not fit our personality style so much but uh it's something that that you have to do and the 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 shows we do even the shows where we don't sell a lot we feel like the visibility Mm -hmm. is a big big deal to uh, to to whatever uh success we do have yeah absolutely that's that's part of the deal you know i was just talking about this as well i I think probably in the last podcast again Mm -hmm. i don't know it was one recent one but just how I, I had no skill in talking to people, you know, and mm-hmm. I was so shy and I just had to force myself because again, that, that kind of, uh, spiritual thing comes up in a weird way, um, where it's like, it forces you, the, 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 the art path forces you to, 
do things that are uncomfortable to your ego that you don't want to do. Yeah. But if you love the art and you're putting the art first, you just make yourself do it. 100%. You know? and, 100%. And the people with like your stuff, people want to talk to the artists. They right. want to meet you. Yes. you oh, yeah. know? And if, if, the, if somebody was just there with your stuff selling it, it's a totally thing. different I know, field. I know. People who, who spend a certain amount of money on pieces or whatever, they really want to meet the artist. They want to look you in the eye. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you really, when you're, you, I think um, when collectors buy art, they're buying into the artist as much as they're buying the piece of art. You That's know? right. I think the 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 artist oftentimes is the thing that sells the art. Like who created it? You know, like I took the. You know, I always refer to this this uh, this art uh, marketing course I took. That's actually really really good. Um, and it and it it talked about how. This guy spoke about how um, when you think of famous artists, you know the artist's name, but you don't know like all their paintings' names. But you know the artist's name because right. it's it's all about the artist, really, more than the, and it's you know it sounds weird to say that it's more about the artist than the art, but you know that's, that's interesting. It's yeah. kind of how the 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 collectors' market works is they're buying into your you as an artist, and in order to not make that situation suck you make sure you 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 know are making the best art possible you know exactly yeah so you kind of have a responsibility and to make great that's art right you know and so with this i always think about this phenomenon where an artist dies and the prices of the work goes right. up and I, and I think could i kill jared and i work <laughs> so would go up by like half is that feasible <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden his brake lines in his car are cut because it would make me a fucking dollar more on each piece than I would would not hesitate. Well, you live in a small town, you could always fake his death and probably get away. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't let him out of the the studio, you know? Keep working. You're dead. Well, I I guess, uh, yeah, we're over an hour here, so I guess we should maybe say goodbye and Thanks so much for taking the time out. We're and, so happy and, and coming on, man. You guys are. I'm a big. I'm a big fan of yours. Hey, Chet, it's it's an absolute honor and a pleasure, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, when you PM'd, we were excited. We were like, hell yeah, this is you know. Oh, that's great. I've, I've listened to several of the episodes. So I was thinking, hmm, maybe <laughs> one day. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is. Yeah, and we'll we'll you know have you on again sometime if you have to promote something or. Just, just to come on again okay hold on one second because i'm let me i have to pull up the patreon thing you guys talk about something real quick i have to read off the new patreon members here okay so our our website if anybody wants to see is shiftletbrothers.com how do you spell right? that Brothers.com. shiftletbrothers.com and uh, like we said before, that forum on Facebook is the Shiflet Brothers Sculpting Forum, and uh, any and all are welcome. Definitely, yeah. Whether you're you've never sculpted before, or you're, you know, Chet Czar, whoever, <laughs> yeah. you can come in and check it out and uh, kick the tire, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, we'll welcome you in because uh, if you're sculpting, you know, it's a safe place, kind of. Yeah. Do you have just right. do you have just fans fans on there that non sculptors yeah. that are that come just to yeah. check it out? 
and they're we welcome. Do. Yeah, we anybody do. who likes sculpting, and it's all kinds of. It's not just you know we're fantasy sculptors, sci-fi fantasy genre stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anybody who's doing anything, whether you're sculpting right. antelope or you're sculpting muscle cars or you're doing uh, the dream catcher things, whatever it is, uh, it, it's. We like to see it, and we can appreciate the time. We try to be, we try to be inclusive. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's yeah, it's the same thing with the whole dark art society concept. It's like yeah. a, we started it to kind of um, give a voice to, to people in this in this little corner of the art world. But you know, we have all kinds of. It's all about the art. It doesn't matter what right. the style is. Right. You know. Um, okay, that's I found cool. I, I found this. Uh, uh, okay, I have one person to say say their name who supported the. Dark Art Society Patreon Perfect. this month, and that is Matt Lambert. Thank you, Matt, for supporting. And Thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. If you want to support for only a dollar a month, it's uh, Dark Art Society. What was it? Wait, Patreon.com slash Dark Art Society. And I have one as well. It's uh, Patreon.com slash Chetzar, and I'm showing all my process and everything on there. And uh, I'll, you know, if you if you want me to come on your your forum We'd love live to. thing, you know, if We'd we love work that, that out, yeah. I, I would Our be I'd be into that. I'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Give me give me a chance to clean up after the chaos that my life has been in from the holidays. <laughs> sure. Tell us about it now. Now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, let me know. I'm, I'm down to right. that. We'd love that. Definitely. You're in. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot for talking. You're a great guest. And um, yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. And that's it for the show. So say goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Chad. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Happy holidays, y'all. All right. See you later. Bye.